Hey there, thanks for joining me this week. My name is Tim, and just like you, I'm on a journey to discover more about God's love, his creation, and my identity. I don't have all the answers, but I've got a lot of questions, and I've got a feeling that you do too. So, let's explore together. Welcome to The Sanctum. Thanks for joining me for another episode of The Sanctum Podcast. I really appreciate it. You could be listening to anybody else. Francis Chan, Cruflo Dollar, Nas's Lost Tapes, but instead you are listening to me and I really appreciate it. So in this episode of the Sanctum Podcast, I want to talk to you about three obstacles of faith that I faced before or am currently facing in my spiritual walk. And now these are only three obstacles, so this by no means is an exhaustive list, but I think it's three common obstacles that we all will face in our spiritual walk which is why I want to talk about it, because in order for us to move past the, the place where we are and really into that realm of faith and really run in our spiritual walk, you know, no longer spiritual walk, but spiritually run, um, we have to pass the hurdles of faith. So let's get started. So the first obstacle of faith is lack of understanding. You don't know what you don't know. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. So we should trust God without doubting. However, the simple thought of uncertainty really bothers some people. Now, in fact, I've had, I've been in situations when uh, I've asked a question to my spiritual authority and this verse is used as actually as a smokescreen because they don't know the answer. Now, I'm not the type of guy that even if I don't understand everything, I can still trust because I'm not a naturally detailed person. But there's still a lot I don't understand, but I want to understand. Now, if you notice that all these podcast episodes, they're in the form of a question. And I say at the beginning of every show that I don't know all the answers, but I got lots of questions. And that's because I would like to know, even if I don't need to know. The difference between needing to know and wanting to know is that those who need to know find it really difficult to trust without having, or excuse me, without knowing why. Without trust, faith is impossible. The two words are synonymous. So you have to trust in order to have faith. And if you're the type of person where you need to know every single detail and every single situation and what what may happen if you make this decision or if you move this way and that way, you're going to have a really hard time with your faith because the reality is that there is a lot of mystery when it comes to our faith and we have to learn to be comfortable with the unknown. If you don't believe me, just ask a couple of people how they interpret the book of Revelation. You'll get 10 different answers from six different people. So, However, we can learn to be guided by the Holy Spirit and by tr- principles of scripture. The Bible doesn't give definitives on every situation we face in life, but it does provide principles for every situation. Let's take the example of marijuana. So marijuana is not in the Bible. I think we can all agree on that, right? So how do we know if it's okay to smoke it or not? The Bible does not say thou shalt not smoke the devil's weed. Um, I wish it would say one way or the other because it would make things a whole lot easier. Um, But even though it's not specifically in scripture, there are guiding principles to help our decision. The Bible does talk about moderation and addiction in 1 Corinthians 6.12. It talks about self-control, 1 Corinthians 9.25. It talks about general drunkenness in Ephesians 5.18 and obeying the law, Romans 13.1 and 2. So, 
we can use scripture to guide our decision in every situation without having a definitive answer. So if you're listening to this and it's not legal to buy and consume um, the ganja in your, your state, well, the Bible suggests that you shouldn't. But if it is legal in your state, enjoy responsibly. Um, <laughs> now, personally, I don't smoke because I have asthma and I'm allergic to smoke. So if I ever puffed a joint, I'd experience the ultimate high by dying and going to heaven. The next thing is that God's sovereignty also upsets our understanding. So he can do what he wants, when he wants, without explanation. Now, I believe that we can partner with God. I believe that he'll show us things about people and the situations in the spirit, but I recognize that he doesn't have to. In episode two, I shared a testimony when my wife became sick almost to the point of death. I still don't understand exactly why it happened, but I chose to trust him despite my understanding and the result has been a deeper, more intimate relationship with him. You may have experienced a tragedy in your own life, the loss of someone or something important to you, and you desperately want to know why. But unfortunately, I don't know why. I don't know exactly why bad things happen to good people. I have opinions that are based in scripture, but I don't have a definitive answer for you. It's this thought of the unknown that becomes such an obstacle of faith but we can actually have a more meaningful relationship with God if we are willing to move past our need to understand it all. Here's an example. The first time I prayed for someone and witnessed a miraculous healing, I didn't understand how it happened. The person was in pain. They had a boot on their leg. I prayed. They got healed. I don't know. I don't understand. She, the pain went away. She took her boot off and went about her day. I, I don't understand how it happened. I don't. Nor did I ask her to go to a doctor, get checked out, give me their x-rays and their extra opinions. I didn't. I just rejoiced and I accepted that she had been healed. And so did she. We can ask Holy Spirit as many questions as we like, and he'll answer. But we can lose the joy of the experience by getting lost in our logical minds and trying to figure out how it all works. I believe that God also allows for a little mystery because without mystery, we just become know-it-alls. And the next thing you know, we're trying to rely on our own skill, our own wisdom to create miracles. And that's not how it's supposed to work. Again, lean not onto your own understanding. Now, you may be saying, hey, Tim, it's really easy for me to not lean on my understanding because I don't get this stuff at all. <laughs> and that's cool. Uh, the good news is that probably the, that's probably the easiest to overcome. Here are some helpful hints to help you in your understanding. Number one, realize that the source of your understanding is Jesus. He's our source for everything. You'll hear me say that over and over again during this podcast. He is our source. 1 John 5.20 says, And we know that the Son of God has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. The Son of God has given us an understanding. He is the source of our understanding. Number two. Number two is not sexy at all. I mean, it, I guess it's some people think it's boring. I like it, but it's actually studying. Pick up a Bible and read it. 
It may sound, it may sound difficult. No, there's, there's, there's gotta be a trick to this. No, pick up a Bible and read it. We know the principles and what God values because it is in scripture. Second Timothy 2.15, old school King James, study to show thyself approved. Number three, learn from other believers. Learn from other believers. Hebrews 10.25, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another in all the more as you see the day drawing near. When Paul wrote that, what the church was doing is that they were meeting in small groups in homes because in that day Christianity was considered a cult and it wasn't a very popular cult either. So it was a very important that they would get together and talk about their experiences, talk about their revelations and read over the scriptures and also the apostles letters. So that way they actually had an understanding of everything that was going on and what to expect for the future. So learn from one another. Number four, ask the Holy Spirit. And the thing is, we can ask God as many questions as we want. So ask the Holy Spirit. He'll actually answer you. Uh, Colossians 1.9 says, For this reason also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Paul prays for spiritual understanding. So if Paul prayed for it, it's possible to have understanding. He wouldn't have prayed for it if it wasn't possible. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Ask the Holy Spirit, and he will give us the understanding that we need. And that actually brings me to my next point. Because right after James 1.5 you have James 1 and 6 that says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. Obstacle number two to faith is doubt. Now, there are several things that lead to doubt. Most commonly, our doubt is fueled by our current understanding. There are several things that lead to doubt. Most commonly, our doubts are fueled by our current understanding, which is why we lean not on our own, remember, and also our experiences because they are often contrary to faith. For example, the disciple Thomas, after hearing that Jesus rose from the dead, doubted by saying, unless I see him and touch him, I will not believe. Why? Well, despite all the miracles that he's seen, his rational mind probably didn't think that a man could actually come back from the dead. Thomas also knew that there will be false teachers claiming to be the risen savior, and he needed to know that the man that the others saw was really his savior. He just wanted to be sure. Thomas really gets a bad rap until you really think about it. He really wanted to be sure so that he could put his full heart, strength, and soul into fulfilling Christ's vision. Some historians believe that Thomas took the gospel all the way to India, where there are still pre-European believers. That's huge. There are many things that we doubt naturally. For example, you may not believe that someone can be healed from a terminal illness because that illness has a high fatality rate. Or you may not believe you can get a job because you don't have the qualifications. 
Maybe you're struggling with an addiction that you don't believe that you can be free of because you struggled with it your whole life and your father's father had it. There are many situations where we doubt because we are considering the natural. However, faith demands that we move past the natural into the supernatural. Here's another example. Did you know that bees shouldn't be able to fly? What do you think about it? Bees shouldn't be able to fly. All the physics, all the sciences, they should not be able to fly. They're little fat bodies with those little wings, but they fly anyway. Do you know why they fly? Because they believe. <laughs> Get it? Be believe. <laughs> bees don't doubt. They just do it. Um, but seriously, after Thomas expresses doubt, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so after Thomas expresses his doubt, um, the Bible says eight days later, Jesus appeared to them all. He allowed Thomas to actually touch the wounds in his hands and in his side. Thomas, the doubter, had the most intimate encounter with the Lord of any of the apostles because none of the rest touched him. Just Thomas. All right, here's my last example. There's a beautiful story in Mark chapter 9 of a father whose son appears to suffer from seizures caused by an evil spirit. The disciples tried to cast out the demon, but they couldn't. So they had a bad experience. The disciples had a bad experience. The father had a bad experience. It didn't work. So they bring the child to Jesus. And a powerful interaction occurs between the father and Jesus. Jesus says to the father, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Let me say that again. If you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Now, this next part really gets me because I'm a father. Um, it says immediately the father cried out and said with tears, so if you use your holy imaginations, you have this father whose son is suffering from seizures and is demonically um, possessed. And I just see this vision of him holding his son at the feet of Jesus, looking up at Christ, and he has tears in his eyes. And he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And again, that, that story really hits me hard as a father because there's nothing that you wouldn't do for your child to make sure that they are okay. Well, I know I'm a believer, but I still have doubts. But Jesus will answer our doubts. Just like he did for Thomas. And just like he did for this father. Because after the father said, help my unbelief, Jesus did just that. He cast out the demon from the boy, and the boy was made whole. His doubt was answered. Now, the ideal is to live a doubtless life full of faith. But the reality is that I haven't met anyone who's there yet, including myself. I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. And that's okay. God will answer your doubt. If you let him. So, here's my key for overcoming doubt. It's really only one key. You got to get real with your doubts and tell them to God. Allow him to answer your doubts and give you a new experience on which to build your faith. 
Just like Thomas and the grieving father, we get real with God, not for his sake, because he knows everything. We get real with God for our sake so that we can move past the veil of self-deception. Be real. Be honest. Tell the father that you have doubts. And it could drive you to an intimate encounter with the father. Now, my third and final obstacle to faith is a big one. It's called fear. But I am out of time. I try to keep these podcasts short so you can listen to it on your way uh, to work or to home. And I also think that the subject of fear deserves its own episode. So I'm going to wrap up right now, but come back in two weeks and we're going to talk about fear. Thanks so much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed the message and were encouraged to believe a little more. Feel free to check out my website, sanctumpodcast.com, for show notes, resources, and reviews. I also love hearing from listeners, so if you have a question or an idea for a show, don't forget to say hey. I'll see you in two weeks for another episode of Sanctum Podcast. Until then, be blessed.